Coffee Black, and this is the Fire in the Kitchen Podcast. Um, this should be an introspective series where I come and spit out my thoughts, crazy shit that's going on in my head, funny shit that happened to me during the day, and any and everything that you want to talk about, you want to hear. Um, I'm a sponge for knowledge. I'm an avid reader, I'm an avid smoker, I'm a food enthusiast, and I love feedback, so, that being said, if you hear something here that you enjoy, then uh, let me know, if you hear something you don't like, go fuck yourself, let's start the show. Coffee Black. Hey, did you download the Anchor app yet? Because if you didn't, you're missing out on probably the best part of my show. Um, my sleeper picks are super fucking dope. And with the Anchor app, you get a 30 second snippet of every song that I select for every episode. So if you don't have Anchor, you're missing out on the best experience and the best listening uh, listening experience for this show. Plus, with the Anchor app, you can start your own podcast. Get out there and say something if you feel like you have something to say. So get the fucking app, man. Don't be lazy. It's one download, and it's uh, it's in the Google Play Store. I just found out that it's in the Apple uh, Apple App Store or whatever you guys have over there but you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't have the Anchor app it's free to download it's easy to sign up you can use Facebook even so do me a favor if you, li- if you like this show and you want to experience this show the best way possible download the fucking Anchor app and get in the show Yo, it's Kid Coffee Black. Um, I'm sure most of y'all are music fans. <clears throat> like me, uh, you're always looking for a new sound. Well, if you haven't, you should check out my sleeper section. I have uh, a collective playlist that I've been putting together over the past couple of months. Um, I used to feature the songs at the end of my shows. Uh, for some odd reason, I am no longer able to do that. So for the fourth of Oh man, I can't talk. For the foreseeable future, I will only be putting together the sleeper section playlist. Uh, sorry if this inconveniences anyone, man. Um, it's less musical research for me, <coughs> and more time I can put into my more time I can put into my shows. So, uh, yeah, man, keep fucking with that sleeper section playlist. Let's get into the show. Oh man, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Uh, I am your wonderful, uh, humble, 
honest, intelligent host of the Fire in the Kitchen podcast, the Kid Coffee Black, man. Um, yeah, back in here, I'm up early with it, I beat the summer day, um, just in the studio, trying to come up with something, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I'm here, hopefully everybody's doing well, hopefully everybody's had their water, drinking some coffee, maybe you had a good breakfast, hopefully everybody is, uh, Getting their Christmas shopping done and not late in the game like your boy because I don't have a fucking thing. Oh, <laughs> it's it, it's it's okay. It's perfectly fine because I only have a few people to buy for. There isn't a lot of a, uh, there isn't a lot of things that I have to buy. Um, I just should have started a long time ago, but it is what it is. I can't complain. Holiday season. I'm sure everybody will be happy. (coughs) 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 With the gifts that I can't provide. (coughs) 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 Because when I do gift, it's usually very thoughtful. So, (coughs) Uh, you probably noticed the new sponsor. um, Or you probably noticed my new PSA at the beginning. Um, That's part of my little sponsorship deal. I'm trying to get a little bit of money out here. Your boy is moving up in the world. And that's all thanks to you. Thanks to my wonderful listeners across the various streaming platforms. And anybody who follows me across the various social media platforms. Shout out to you. You can follow me right now on Twitter. (coughs) At CoffeeBlack216. You can follow me right now on Instagram. At OG underscore Philip the First. Or Love, Sex, and Water. Um, I recently got back into making my artwork. Um, so yeah, man, if you, if you have any pictures of, uh, your pets, of your children, of (coughs) landscapes, um, anything, man, anything that you want edited or, um, made to look a little bit pretty, made to look like a piece of artwork, hit me up over there on Love, Sex, and Water and we can work something out. Um, you can follow me right now, uh. On Facebook, all one word, Fire in the Kitchen Podcast. Check in with us over there. We post a daily update um, of the show, a link to the show. Um, and, yeah, man, I- I'm going to keep y'all up to date on this shit. I'm going to make sure y'all on top of it. <coughs> Shout out to anybody and everybody who uses the wonderful, wonderful Anchor app. Anchor is the app that I use to record this show, to edit this show, to post this show, and to host this show every single day. And I can bring it to you at 7 a.m. Monday through Friday, right here on the Anchor app. Man, if you feel like you have something to say, if you feel like you you could do this, because I know a lot of people can do this. This isn't a a, a difficult thing. Um, Everybody has a voice. Everybody has something to say. So if you got something to say for real, for real, Anchor is the app for you. Shout out to anybody who is listening to this show over there on Spotify. Spotify being... Uh, one of my favorite apps in the world. I use Spotify. I just recently did the Spotify Unwrapped, and come to find, come to the conclusion that I've listened to over seventy one thousand minutes of content on the, the Spotify app this year alone. So I mean that says a lot, and and it is also the place where I host my Fire in the Kitchen 
sleeper section podcast. I told myself that I was going to find another way to um to shorten that to, to you know because that's a mouthful. That's a lot of words to say at once. So we still working on that. But uh, please check that out, man. If you if you fuck with music and you know um you like new shit, you like having a new song to listen to every day. Hey man, that, that's the place for you. <clears throat> Shout out to all of my listeners on the Apple Podcast app. Apple Podcast is, um, they're making a wave when it comes to the podcasting atmosphere. You, you uh, go over there, make sure you're giving us a five star rating, leaving a comment. I really don't care what you say in the comments. You can call me an asshole if you would like. Most people do. Um, but yeah, man, everything that helps, any, anything, any acknowledgement of, uh, my existence period, as far as a podcaster goes, is greatly appreciated. And anybody who's using any other streaming platforms, be it uh, Overcast and Pocket Cast and Radio One, shout out to YouTube. So, <clears throat> very recently, I came on the show singing the praises of one Andy Ruiz Jr. Now, Andy Ruiz Jr. Anyone who didn't watch the last episode is a professional heavyweight boxer. And at one point he was uh, completely unknown as far as the mainstream goes. You know, he wasn't one of the uh, the big names you hear getting thrown out when it comes to the great uh, heavyweights in the game right now. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't in that, uh, that upper echelon or upper tier of uh, uh, championship caliber fighters. Until he had his fateful meeting with Anthony Joshua earlier this year in a, in a, a very, very surprising and uh, I, I, upsetting for some people, a very surprising, upsetting upset. Um, they, they were they were likening it to Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson. For those of you who don't know, Mike Tyson um, was one of the most ferocious, if not the most ferocious fighter of the 90s. And he was knocked out. Buster Douglas, a man who had uh, incredible odds stacked against him. But in this this Ruiz-Joshua fight, you know, um, you could see from the onset, from the beginning, something was different in the eyes of Anthony Joshua, who was that, who is now, and was then the current reigning heavyweight champion of the world. You know, he didn't have the same... uh, Spark, he, he he came out flat. He he, he looked lethargic. And, um, you know, you, we found out weeks later that things, he had complications in his training. He had a panic attack right before he made it to the ring. There was a litany of excuses that were being made for Mr. Joshua when it came to this fight and this loss to uh, Andy Ruiz. So a rematch was set automatically. You know, six months later, six months to the date of the initial bout, um, you know, the heavyweight champion of the world, Andy Ruiz Jr., would defend his titles in the rematch against the former heavyweight champion of the world, Anthony Joshua. So you would think a guy who came in against all odds, took out the champion of the world, changed his life overnight, became an overnight success. Now he's the, the, the top of the pops. He's the guy that everybody's talking about. He's the guy that's on every interview. He's the guy in, on your TV screen. He's the guy that you're hearing about now. He's buying Bentleys. He's buying Rolls Royces. He's buying uh, lifted uh, uh, Mercedes trucks. 
He has a YouTube channel dedicated to him now where they follow him around the day in the life of Eddie Ruiz Jr. They're selling this guy like he's the next hope. He's the only Mexican uh, American or uh, only heavyweight champion of Mexican descent in the history of the world. This man is being celebrated like the champion that he needed to be celebrated as. He's he's been heaped upon the praise which he which he's been searching for his entire life. So when this bout came Saturday and uh you know, I had the impression that things were gonna go his way. Things were gonna, you know, continue to improve for Mr. Ruiz because he had the drive and the ambition and the the heart of an underdog. Yes, he's the champion of the world. Yes, he's he's walking around with all with, with three of the four belts to make him the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. He's got the money. <clears throat> he's got the fame. He's got the cars now. His family's happy. So, you know, you think going into this next fight, this would be a chance to extend that legacy. You know, there were rumors that the winner of this bout uh, made a $75 million purse. So, for 15 rounds, I'm standing in a ring with a guy, and I trade punches, and I have six months to train for this. I make $75 million. Nothing would motivate me more. Nothing would make me happier. Nothing would push me to do, uh, 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 go beyond more than that, that, that thought of making $75 million for punching a motherfucker in the face for 15, three minute rounds. That sounds like easy money to me. Now, I mean, I know there's some training and some preparation that goes into it, but, you know, come to find out Mr. Ruiz enjoyed, um, eating more than he enjoyed training. You see, he showed up on Saturday at uh, 283 pounds. That's 30 pounds more than he weighed in in the first bout. That's 60 pounds more than his opponent. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not a big fan of Anthony Joshua. I, um, I'll admit that I... I I was under the belief that he he faced very lackluster competition. I hadn't hadn't seen him fight anybody who was actually a threat. Which, I mean, is kind of uh, uh, me poo-pooing at a guy because his competition sucks when in reality you you can only fight what's out there. I can't hold that against him too much. I'm not, I just wasn't a big fan of his personality. Maybe it's because he's a Brit. Maybe it's because he's, it's, it's his accent. I don't know. But things about me, things about Anthony Joshua rubbed me the wrong way. So, not a shame to admit that I was rooting against him. Both times, in both fights. But when you have a guy like Anthony Ruiz Jr. who was at the precipice of greatness, all he had to do was win this second fight. He would have catapulted himself into a conversation that he was previously nowhere near. Yet this guy, he, he, uh, he didn't want it, man. I don't know if it's imposter syndrome. I don't know if it's... Uh, he felt as if he was being overworked. I don't know if it was 
too much partying and too much spending and too much enjoying the, the fruits of your labor, but this guy lost it, man. Like, this fight wasn't even competitive. I mean, it was complete. Out, he outboxed Anthony Joshua. Put on a masterful boxing performance. A masterful boxing performance. He came in. He understood the game plan. He understood what it, how his opponent was planning. His He understood his opponent's plan of attack. He understood how his opponent was going to approach this fight. And he went out there and he executed. I'll admit that towards the later rounds, he started to look like he was a little tired. Andy Ruiz had a little more energy, like he could have gone a couple more rounds. That I can attest to. But he just didn't. Mr. Andy Ruiz didn't have it in his face, man. He didn't. He didn't. At the beginning of every round, he just came out and looked flat, like like somebody paid him not not to swing. You know, he he he. He had this look on his face like, bro, let's let's do this. Let's throw. And and Joshua just stayed outside. He didn't want to be to go inside and he didn't uh he didn't want to turn it into a slug fest. He didn't want it to be a brawl. He fought the fight he wanted to fight, which is smart, but it's not entertaining. You know. There were some some fans who I'm sure were disappointed highly. You know, I'm expecting fireworks. This guy knocked you out the first fight. I'm expecting you to come back to get the revenge. But no, I mean, you're he's a smart boxer. He has fight IQ. He understands, hey, man, this guy is a grinder. If I go inside, he's going to eat me up. He's going to turn me into hamburger. So he stood outside, man. He understood the fucking game plan. He came back the next time with something different. He realized what he did in the first fight isn't going to win the second fight. So he cleaned it up. I think that's... It's it's brilliant. Learn from your mistakes, man. If a motherfucker knock you on your ass, uh, you can't come back swinging the same way next time. Refused to be caught. And and uh now I'm out ten dollars, man. I bet my boss ten dollars. And and the sad part about it is, man, he didn't even know anything about the fight. He just took the bet because he likes to gamble. So here I am out of out of ten bucks. This rich motherfucker decided he <laughs> he didn't want to fight. about it on the show before, man. Ignoring the call to greatness. They interviewed his father after the fight. <clears throat> and uh, his dad in a, in a heavy, heavy Mexican accent just kept explaining how Andy spent, Andy ate, Andy wanted to drive the Rolls Royce. You know, he, he had his head elsewhere. There were other things occupying his mind. And when your father is the one who, you know, puts that out there, it has to be believed. Who's closer to you than your dad? I believe Andy Ruiz Jr. is a, a magnificent fighter. I believe he is extremely well, um, well conditioned. 
I just believe he didn't have the fire or the spark um, in this fight. I, I believe that he was fully expecting to come in and to dominate, and it didn't go the way he it went originally for him. This is a case of two fighters and two different fights having different expectations both times. I, I, I feel like in the, in the first fight, Anthony Joshua had the expectation that he was going to come in and destroy Andy Ruiz. <clears throat> and when the guy hung around a couple of rounds, he, he didn't have a game plan for him. So when the second fight comes around, I, I think Mr. Ruiz believed that it was going to be the same. He, he believed that it was going to be a, fight, a brawl. He, he believed that the man was going to come in and he was going to fight. And he had other plans for him. You know, the best fighters, the winners, uh, the, the people who are the most successful come back to the table with a different game plan when the first one doesn't work. We don't keep rushing and bumping our head into the wall over and over and over again, expecting something different, expecting to crack the wall. Nah, man, that shit's not going to move. You make way too much progress trying to be a battering ram. I said that wrong. You don't make progress trying to be a battering ram. You just keep running your head into the wall over and over and over again. You're probably going to knock yourself out. Just saying. I don't know, man. Um, <clears throat> Now we wait. <laughs> now we wait for... uh. Wilder Fury too, you know, the Bronze Bomber and the Gypsy King. <sighs> man, oh man, I I I had so I had uh I had different expectations for this this fight, man. I, I did. I had different expectations for this weekend. I had different expectations for what my check was gonna look like today. So I guess <laughs> I guess that's just you know. Hinder or tailor my expect expectations. You know, maybe I should stop asking for so much. You know, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm um, <laughs> I'm looking for more more than can be provided. And if I want greatness, I have to achieve it, and I have to attain it myself. Told myself when I started this show by by 35, I don't want to be working for another person. I don't want to be working for another man. I don't want to be lining the pockets of someone else. So if I make $100 a day, it's all profit. It's all going to me. If I do $3,500 in sales, then it's all me. Disappointment. Disappointment only comes when your expectations are too high.
Disappointment is found at the intersection of reality and expectation. Bars. <coughs> Yo, I still can't believe this motherfucker showed up at 283 pounds, man. You had six months. Dude. He has six months to prepare. Like I, I, I don't know, man. Maybe, um, maybe the the idea that he 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 had so much money and there were so many people, you know, probably trying to attach themselves to him. Um, he's he probably got a lot of hype and a lot of spotlight. I shouldn't say probably. I watched a lot of his interviews. He he got a lot of attention, man. After that first Joshua fight. You know, so maybe his focus was elsewhere. But you know, fact still remains. It's uh it's a goddamn shame. He missed it. This was a huge missed opportunity, man. A huge missed opportunity. Cause like I said the last time, man, this is this is this was basically a heavyweight tournament right here. You know. And and boxing rules, the way boxing rules are set up, there is a mandatory uh, defense coming up by Anthony Anthony Joshua. He has to fight another guy, some Russian guy whose name I probably will never, ever be able to pronounce. And the winner of uh, Fury Wilder will be waiting on the winner of that match. So, I mean, this is, like I said last time, it's a very interesting time in the world of boxing. It's just that fight this weekend left a very, 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 very sour taste in my mouth, man. I don't know what it is with, with sports lately, man, but everything is just seeming to let me down. The Browns didn't live up to their expectations. The I tried to watch the Cavs game last night, and I had to turn it off in the first quarter because they, they just, they're not trying And I don't know if it's because it's a couple days into Christmas or what, but these the motherfuckers were just not trying. They were not putting forth an effort at all, and it was disheartening. So I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's going on with uh, sports. Um, with I don't know what's going on with the sports stars, the sports. The athletes that I enjoy, the athletes that I root for, other than the Ohio State Buckeyes, which they play Clemson in the first round of the playoffs, so knock on wood. I just, um, I don't know, man. I don't know why this guy missing out on his opportunity upsets me so much, but it really does. It bothers me to no avail. Because he he was he was right there. He could have taken this shit to a whole nother fucking level. And I know he wasn't expecting what he got in the first place. He they, he hadn't. They, there was no way he knew he was gonna win that first fight. So with the idea that you weren't supposed to be in that position in the first, because he was a fucking replacement. He was a replacement. He he he. He was only in that spot because Gerald Big Baby Miller did steroids and got caught. The guy wasn't even supposed to be here. Why not take advantage of that opportunity? I mean, and it can be argued that he did, you know, with the initial fight. But damn, man, if you get a second one, you got a chance to make $75 million. Lord knows what you made off the first fight. 
don't leave it on. Don't 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 leave anything on the table, man. Empty the bucket, man. Don't um don't don't um don't ever sit back and, and, and be looking at some shit like damn yo I should have I should have did this or damn yo I should have did that. Don't uh don't fuck yourself over like that, man. No, <clears throat> all I know is, um, I gotta make it somehow. I gotta do what I gotta do. We all have to find our way. So, that being said, uh, Godspeed, Mr. Ruiz. Um, I'm sure I'll see you again doing something somewhere. So, yeah, man, uh, fire. Shout out to Nikki and Phil. Uh, forgive to me with the, the supreme love that I carry around every single day. Um, love and compassion for my daughter. Love and compassion for my my co-workers. Love and compassion for um, my roommates. Love and compassion for uh, now. Love and compassion for my enemies. You know, it used to be just pity and anger. And now I feel bad for you, some of you motherfuckers. You know, now, now I want to find out why you uh, you are the way you are. Fire, bro.